0: It is February 11th, 2020. Welcome to the first edition of the All American Podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to be discussing a lot of things, all of them within the framework of our constitutional republic. We'll be talking about politics, culture, history, current events, emergency preparedness, survivalism, all sorts of great topics. But I really wanted to talk first a bit about our country. Our country is under so much stress these days and it's important to point out that our country is a constitutional republic, and it is not a democracy. And this is for very specific reasons. Now, before we get into that, I want to start with the words of Benjamin Franklin, because at the end of the Constitutional Convention in 1787, he was leaving Independence Hall on the final day of deliberation, and he was asked by a lady, what kind of a government do we have? Is it a republic, or is it a monarchy? And Benjamin Franklin responded, a republic, if you can keep it. Now, I'm sure many of you know that story, but it is really important to understand what Benjamin Franklin meant when he said a republic. Now, go ahead and look back at the records of the Federal Convention of 1787 to see that wonderful dialogue and ponder on that a bit. Why a republic? Why not a democracy? Well, The Founding Fathers went to great lengths to ensure that we were a republic and not a democracy. And if you look, you will not find the word democracy anywhere in the Declaration of Independence or in the Constitution or our founding documents of any sort. Now, to understand the legislative intent of founding this country as a constitutional republic, you can look at the Federalist Papers because those were the discussions that underpinned the founding of the country as a constitutional republic. In Federalist Paper Number 10, James Madison stated that he wanted to prevent rule by majority, which is what democracy really is. He said that measures are too often decided not according to the rules of justice and the rights of the minor party, but by the superior force of an interested and overbearing majority. Now, it's true that we have not always had protections for the minority in this country. We went through a horrific period of slavery, and we went through an era up through the Civil Rights Movement, which was absolutely unbearable and hypocritical, uh, and it's just a horrible time in America's history. However, eventually, the rights of our constitutional republic came to apply to everyone. And we need to preserve those rights, because they do serve as a constraint on government power. Now, John Adams, another founding father, warned in a letter, Remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. So, these words are pretty prophetic, I think, because America is Committing suicide these days by running roughshod over the rule of law and the constitutional framework that actually made America a great country to be. This is why people want to come here. We have a country that is established on the rule of law, where it treats everyone equally under the law. It restrains government power and allows the individual to thrive. People do not come to America because it's a socialist authoritarian country. If we became that, no one would want to come here any longer. So let's think about what John Adams said and let's expand on it a little bit. How is it that a democracy commits suicide? Well, there's another famous person, Alexander Fraser Totler, who said, a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves largesse from the public treasury. Now think about that. This is, in fact, what many people have done. They figured out that they can vote themselves benefit from the public treasury, and they're doing that. Whether it is the oligarchs on Wall Street or it is the dependent who live a lifestyle on welfare, uh, who don't want to become independent, it goes across the spectrum, folks. And once you've discovered that you can vote yourself a large ass, you have, a deteriorating quality of life and an imploding uh, financial situation in your country. That's what's happening today with over $20 trillion in debt. But let me go on. Mr. Teitler continued. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates promising the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that a democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, always followed by a dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been two hundred years. Now think about that. We, we we've come over two hundred years and it looks like we'll we'll meet our end soon if we don't get back to the ideas that made this a great country. Uh but I will continue. These nations have progressed through this sequence, from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty. From liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. So what Mr. tuttler is talking about here is a cycle of history, because history does not go in a straight line. There have been uh, articles, books, essays by people talking about the progress of history, as if we go from uh, being... Starving cavemen, living in a hovel, uh, living in the mud, chasing around animals and, um, ch- and running from animals, all through history in this straight upward progression to the point where we hit this shining city on a hill. My friends, history does not work that way. Th- there is no end of history. History is, in fact, a cycle. And this is because people never really learn from their mistakes, we go around in cycles, we rise and we fall. And that's exactly what Alexander Fraser titler is talking about. And unfortunately, a democracy is one of the ways you get there quicker than any other to that collapse. It's because you are going to take majority rule and you're going to ride, run roughshod over the rights of others in pursuit of power and largesse. You want to vote for yourselves the benefits from the public treasury, no matter what, people be damned just to get yours. This is going to hasten the demise of the republic. So, you know, one of the ways we protect against majority rule is also via the Electoral College. The Electoral College exists in our system of government to prevent the big cities in the big states From running over the rights of those everywhere else. You cannot have a representative form of democracy, of of government. And I I almost use that word democracy, but you cannot have a representative form of government if you're allowing a few big cities and a few big states to determine what happens to everyone in the country. You have to account for people who live in smaller cities, smaller towns, rural areas. Lower population areas, the people who do the farming, who do the factory work, who do the trucking, the shipping, you cannot have a country run on the whims of elites in big cities living in big condos on top of skyscrapers who've never had to work on a farm or never even maybe seen a farm with their own eyes it doesn't work that way. You have to respond to the people not to the elites who think they're smarter than everyone else, but they're not because I guarantee you you take one of those high-rise big city dwellers and tell them to go out on the farm and procure their own food and survive for a month, they won't even be able to get through a week. So anyway, we have to defer to people all across the country. That's why we have a republic. We have to account for everyone in the country, not just the few. So, In Federalist No. 39, James Madison said that we may define a republic to be, or at least may bestow, bestow that name on, a government which derives all its powers directly or indirectly from the great body of the people, and is administered by persons holding their offices during pleasure for a limited period, or during good behavior. It is essential to such a government that it be derived from the great body of the society, not from an inconsiderable proportion or a favored class of it. Again, our system is anti-elitist. It is pro-people. And it has to operate within the framework of the supreme law of the land, which is our constitution. We look to the constitution as a supreme law of the land as establishing what is otherwise called the rule of law. And the rule of law prevents arbitrary exercise of power by the government or people with power. Now, think about this. We hear a lot about um, the popular vote and how people want the popular vote and not the electoral college. That notion is inimical to our constitutional republic because it would mean, in fact, turning over all the power to that special class. That the founders did not want enabled with supreme power. We have to protect the minority, and we have to protect those without power. That's how a republic works. It is a restraint on the exercise of arbitrary power. Everything must be done within the framework of the Constitution, and that's what separates America from third world banana republics and authoritarian regimes, including Advanced authoritarian regimes like the European Union, which runs by a commission of unelected bureaucrats, the Soviets, in fact, would admire the EU. Not only are they a group of unelected bureaucrats running multiple nations and cultures, but they're allowed to break their own rules, but no one can object to it, and they're accountable to no one. This is not what we need, and this is why the European Union is starting to break apart, starting with Brexit and believe me, many other countries will follow. They've already been pushing the edges, ready to break free. Countries like Hungary and Poland and Italy and others are going to eventually break out of this. And I think the EU is eventually going to collapse because it really is trying to hold on to too much power and is trying to subjugate the people to its elitist whims. Now, let's get back to the rule of law for just a minute because – this is a process that supports the equality of all systems before citizens before the law and secures a non-arbitrary form of government. We don't want despotism in America. We want the people to have equal rights under the law, and we want a constrained government that will not run over our rights. Now unfortunately, the people in our government do not respect the rule of law, no matter how they speak well of it. They're hypocrites. They do not respect the Constitution, no matter how they speak well of it. They are hypocrites. They are constantly trying to deprive citizens of their constitutional rights while at the same time claiming to uphold the Constitution. They speak with a forked tongue. You should know it when you see it. If you just turn on any of the news channels, you will see people all day long talking about the Constitution while they are at the same time trying to take away your constitutional rights. It's disgusting. Now, unfortunately, the Supreme Court has also gotten in on the act. They are excusing ever more government intrusion into our lives. They continue to grant the government increasing power in direct contravention to the Tenth Amendment. The Constitution is clear, but all three branches of our government ignore it. They are pushing constitutionalists to a breaking point, while they have brainwashed half the country to the point where that half is demanding an authoritarian nanny state to take care of them. So our own citizens, unfortunately, are not helping us in this regard, and this goes back to Teitler's cycles. We have gone from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, and now we're at the point where we're going from selfishness to apathy, back to dependence, and back into bondage, because the people refuse to stand for the rule of law in this country, they do not want to support a Republican form of government, and they are voting themselves the largesse from the public treasury, which means they are voting for the system to collapse upon itself. That's where we're headed. So we need to fight back against the authoritarians. Real men cannot stand for this. It's time to break off the shackles and stand for freedom. Real men are not bound, gagged, stolen from, nor are they disarmed. Those things are only for slaves, and slavery is over people. Your quote of the day is how I'm going to end this podcast today, and it comes from the wisdom of Thomas Jefferson. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Thank you, and good night.